every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, a ministry of 1-8 Catalyst, where we are pursuing the completion of the Great Commission worldwide. To learn more about our work or to listen to previous episodes, please visit our website at 1-8, spelled out in word form, catalyst.org. That's 1-8-catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this, the 76th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am your host, Mike Falkenstein, here again with Ken Watmore. Ken, you know, we're seeing a lot about uh, this, what we want to talk about today, North Korea and the uh, the news lately, aren't we? There's a there's yeah. a lot going on. Dominating dominating the news overall, right? Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> yeah, especially with uh, kind of the dialogue between our President Trump and yeah, their leader, uh, Kim Jong-un, and they're kind of going back and forth about it. And, you know, there for a while, it actually began making some people nervous, I think, right? Because... Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, it seemed like we were... Kind of on our if, way. Maybe if not us immediately, uh, it certainly seemed like... North Korea was going to blow somebody up, um, mm-hmm. which would then in turn cause us to that's right to, to blow to blow some yeah. people up, which is terrible. <laughs> but um, I don't know how else to say that. Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, in this episode, Ken, we wanted to talk about we want to talk about North Korea, and in particular. Uh, so I'll share a little bit more about this in the episode. But um, you know, I over the last two or three years, if we, as we were praying about the, kind of the transition between. China Resource Center, and now the new ministry uh, name 1-8 Catalyst, there was actually an opportunity for us to um, to do some ministry in North Korea, believe it or not. There are, there at least at that time, a couple of years ago, there were some opportunities. And so as I began praying about it, you know, God just began to give me even more of a heart. And so I uh, think in particular, Ken, the, the heart really came from as I as I do some research about North Korea, I see a lot of similarities to the 1990s China that I first began to engage with, you know, when I first started off in ministry. Because, you know, actually 1990s China was just not that far removed from being isolated from the world, which North Korea is today. Yeah. Uh, communist country, uh, both of them. I mean, a lot, they're so... It's you know it's it's felt very familiar to me, and so all of the reading and research and experience in uh, ministering in China, I think, has come into play. You know, our initial idea was that because in China we've worked with the registered church in China. Technically, uh, North Korea also has a registered church, although it's very very small. Mm-hmm. But we felt like initially that might be a you know an entry point to come alongside. Because, you know, in North Korea, of course, there's just so few opportunities that it's just kind of, hey, any way you can get in there and anything you can do. And so and so then as I began doing the reading, Ken, about learn, I'm learning more and more about North Korea, and there are certainly some differences, but, uh, but there are enough similarities and a people, I mean, we're talking about, um, 
you know, a population of North Korea, somewhere north of 25 million people hmm. who essentially are isolated from the rest of the world. So from a Great Commission perspective or a, a world evangeliz- evangelism perspective, my heart has really gone out to them. And so, um, I mean, everyone deserves to hear the name of Jesus, right? Absolutely. Uh, no, yeah, and it's uh, not not just deserves, but I think you know. Again, as we've talked for so long now about that, we, that's the that's the one thing God gave every one of us in common was His. I mean, he, I shouldn't say it that way. We know one thing for sure: God told all of us who follow Him to go and make disciples. You know, to go share the gospel, mm-hmm. preach Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do. And He didn't say, "But leave these people out." Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so Ken, really the heart behind this episode is really to, to talk a little bit about, uh, just give some information about kind of what's happening in North Korea today, you know, what opportunities for Western Christians there are, and then really mainly just to, just to galvanize prayer for North Korea, because there, there is so few opportunities to do anything. In fact, one might say that, at least from an American perspective, there are almost no opportunities. Right. And so, really, at this point, all we can do is pray. And of course, you know, the more that I read about the situation in North Korea, can the the more my heart just sort of melts for them and the, uh, it goes out to them, because... You know, we're talking about one of the few places left in the world that is almost literally, uh, the leaders have almost literally cut the, their, their entire population out of society, I mean, out of the world society, right? right? I mean, they, you know, they've completely isolated their people. And so, um, you know, so as I was doing some reading, the leadership has been interesting. So during its seven decade ex- um, existence, North Korea has been ruled by three generations of the same family. Right, all these, you know, all of them being brutal dictators. So the current leader, a, a guy by the name of Kim Jong Un, we're hearing a lot about him. Right, the guy that uh, President Trump called Rocket Man. <laughs> right, he's th- he's only he's only in his thirties, but he's the grandson of initial leader, and then the initial leader's uh, son took over. So he's the kind of the third, you know, he's now the third generation. And so, but some of these things almost. You know, these some of these facts about North Korea almost don't seem real, right? So, uh, North Koreans, for example, must abide by only one of 28 approved haircuts. So, the government actually controls how you can cut your hair. Wow. You know, and so in order to travel from one city to another, citizens in North Korea need a permit to do so. Government permission is required to own a computer. You know, they essentially have, well, Ordinary citizens in North Korea do not have access to the internet as we know it. Right. They actually have a, what you may call an intranet, so a, a, a system within the country. They can look up information. But if you're trying to find out something about, I mean, just pick, just think about all the things we do Google searches sure. about, right? Uh, you're only going to get contents that, that the government wants you to have. Right, you know, information. Of course, you get to some of the, you know, the more gruesome things that are happening in North Korea. Between 150,000 to to 200,000 North Koreans live in prison camps, uh, surrounded by electrified fencing. You know, the worst camps are are, are are really reserved for those who commit political crimes, and offenders can have their their entire extended family imprisoned. And so, 
Um, I've been, you know, on the on YouTube in particular. I've seen some interviews of people that have escaped, and you know, they've uh, so they'll, a lot of times they'll be able to escape to South Korea, and in essentially every case, the rest of that person's family are some of the people in the camp. So if so, if you escape, you know, you're essentially sentencing your the rest of your family, your parents, right. sister, you know, whoever's left. All televisions are turn, are tuned in to state controlled domestic programming. So I mean, they're really controlling the the flow of information in and out. North Korea only has three TV channels. Uh, two of these only broadcast during the weekends. And so, you know, you can see that you know life in North Korea is completely isolated from the other parts of the world. Their citizens have limited access to really any media of any kind. You know, the average uh, North Korean earns of less than $5 per month. You know, they're always under a threat of being poisoned for violating any of the rules laid out by their dictators. And so, man, I, can you can see where before long, I mean, our, your heart just goes out for them. Yeah. It? They're ordinary citizens. No doubt about it. These, I mean, they're just, uh, they're just ants in a, in kind of an experiment, you know? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, a lot of ways I'm surprised that they can get away with it, but I guess if you're, if you're controlling the flow of information, it's hard for anyone in North Korea really to know actually what's happening to them. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's true. And it's, uh, and especially if, you know, we're, you're seven decades deep, right? So but at, a, at a point, you know, the generation mm-hmm. that is now probably doesn't uh, get to hear from the generation prior, right? They don't get to hear the differences and um, the, the, because they've gone through the same experiences and even before information was available. So I'm sure that the grip has tightened over time, not loosened. At the same time, the previous generation and the previous generation before that didn't even, you know, there wasn't even a chance that they would have access to more information. Now that here's these people that live in this bubble um, and there's all kinds of information circling around the bubble, but they they just can't quite get it in. I'm sure that some filters in um, occasionally and then and that's the that's the revolutionary in the group, right? The person who has the yeah, right. latest information and, and right. wants to share it. But that person is in, you know, serious danger once they know more. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's what a tragic situation. Yeah, it really is. And so then you think of a from a from a unreached and unengaged people group, you know, ministry perspective. It's hard to even imagine. You know, it's just really hard to to know how to how to impact those people. So when we first began looking at how we might be able just to have some kind of access into the country, um, at the time, we were talking to some people, actually, they're based here where we are in Denver, Colorado, and they um, were the director of a university, actually, in North Korea, was asking us to, began asking us to, to help them to recruit teachers to go into the country. So then all of a sudden, it's, well, actually, you could... I mean, you can have face-to-face access. I mean, it gives you a reason to be there, right, on a visa. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in North Korea, I mean, if, if you and I can had a heart to try to go there, you know, we could get as far as China, but then there's only one flight in and out of the capital of North Korea a day from Beijing. Mm-hmm. And as you step on the plane, you've got to show that you have, you know, a visa and they don't, they don't give those to many people. Right. Right. And so you have to have some kind of very specialized reason to go. So that at least gave us the reason to go. 
and to have, you know, contact with North Korean students. And so as we were just talking about this opportunity, that's when all the rhetoric began to get, you know, uh, more and more heated. And then there was the University of Virginia student, um, this Otto Warmberger, who essentially came back in a coma, Yeah, you know, and uh, that's when the Trump administration said, okay, that's it. Americans, for now, you can't even travel into North Korea. And so now we're really kind of left with um, really the only thing we can do at this point is is pray. Yeah, pray for them and pray for a way to get to them. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, of course, a part of what we would, a part of what we would pray for is some type of, well, A, some type of resolution to this heated rhetoric, because, you know, that's the other thing to, to briefly mention, that for, for anyone who might think that uh, war or taking out this leader in some way, you know, would be the uh, solution to the problem, the real issue there, without getting into too much detail, is that the very minute that the United States or any other country um, were to attack North Korea, you know, I have read uh, reports, um, good reports that say that, I mean, you know, Seoul, the capital of North of South, South, of South Korea, rather, mm-hmm. is only 35 miles yeah. from the North Korean border. Yep. And so they have short-range munitions all up in these hills, uh, <laughs> just, just on their side of the border, all pointed toward, towards Seoul, South yeah. Korea. So the minute we attack them, then they, then they launch those, and Seoul's a city of... 20 some million of its own. Sure. Very prosperous, good city. And so that's not, that's a pretty risky. No question. It's deal uh, as well, right? That's not, (laughs) that's not really the solution. I mean, a lot of ways you go, it'd just be great to take this guy out and have South Korea take, take over. Yeah. Right. And then you'd know it'd be in, in good hands, but that's not really a solution. So. Yeah, it's complicated. Well, it's complicated even in so many ways, right? On a political scale uh on a on a global social compassion scale there's a million things to to ponder and think about and try and come up with different solutions but on an evangelical scale you know this is a this is a huge conundrum right because there boy these people uh won't even have a chance to hear that's right if if something like that happens and you know that's hard to wrestle with when you can't i mean you can't you can't get to a uh, winning position on that. Uh, all we can do is, again, is pray. You know, I always think, boy, I wonder how many Christian South Korean soldiers are on that border mm, I bet there that, are a lot can, of them. that can reach out to North Korean soldiers that are on that border, you know, oh, right. and, then, and, and then and American soldiers who are on that border that can uh-huh. reach out to North they're, Korean they're, soldiers. They're because maybe, truthfully, uh, maybe the only way in with the gospel is through those border patrol, uh, you know, uh, soldiers. Oh, right. I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I mean, it really seems to me that you've got that, you know, that potential. You know, there are some groups that are, they'll literally have like these weather balloons, you know, that have yeah. like a... You know, a DVD that has the you know the gospel, the, uh, the Jesus film, and yeah. different kind of materials, and they'll try to fly those in. Uh, of course, that's risky because you don't know 
where it goes. Right. It might just go in a forest somewhere. Sure. There's, you know, potentially radio. Then there's this question I've read about that, you know, North Korea, and one thing I didn't mention, but, well, I did sort of in the, that they're making less than $5 a month. Right. But what that means is the vast majority of the population of North Korea is quite poor. Mm-hmm. And so even now you hear whatever, whatever pictures we're getting out of North Korea, we see that they're emaciated and they don't eat very well. And, yeah. you know, there are pictures I just saw today where there are people who are literally, you know, pulling grass from parks to eat, yeah. you know, as kind of a food source. And so you go, well, even if you, if you fly in a DVD somehow, do they, do they have the ability to buy a player yeah, to, to, even to watch play it. it? And then the radio, same thing. I mean, yeah. if they're if they're controlling media that much, for sure. You know how many do how many of them even have a radio? Yeah, and you know there are there are a few ministries that have these preloaded uh, radios that are solar powered. Yes, um, so they might have like a SD card. Yeah, in there I, with a bunch and of I wonder or... if uh, you know I wonder if those open. I don't know, but I just wonder if those open up with a a message. You know what you do. What I, I would think you don't want is to just get a radio that's playing, you know, uh, different sermons or shows or things like that. Oh, you know, just just like we would turn on the radio and listen to. I would I would hope that it opens up with something to the effect that hey, if you're if you've gotten this radio, let me tell you what you're about to hear. You know, and and oh, right. share and right you'd away. You have to condition them. Like, to, yeah. yeah, you know, I I know. Yeah. yeah, I know the situation you're in is 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 very hard. It might not seem like 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 anyone cares. I mean, at some point you have to introduce the fact that I know you're in a tough situation, um, but there really is a God who loves you and cares about you. It just so happens that in this fallen world, there's there's evil people in the world. Yeah, and that's you're, right. You're living under the thumb of one of them. Yeah, that's you know, how right. Do you, so how do you say that? Because here's the problem, right? If uh, if the message points anything derogatory towards the leadership. And the leadership gets a hold of that. Well, you know they're going to scour the the borders for places where these things are coming in. Uh huh. Right. And, and that'll be the last time those things come in. Yeah. Right. So the message only has to be the good news. And I and and I guess as I say that I should you know I should check myself right because the good news is God's word. God, we should let that stand on its own. So so maybe it is just a matter of getting a solar radio in there that says, "Let me tell you who Jesus is, why he came." And he's alive now, and he's right. calling you now. You know, maybe that's the answer. I don't know, man. It's yeah. a tough, tough situation. Yeah, it is. So, I know, I mean, even as you and I are talking, of course, I can tell. I mean, we both are just, and hopefully the listener is in that same position where it's it's a pretty desperate yeah. situation, right? So, obviously, we'd like to ask people just to be praying for the current political situation. Obviously, you know, praying that there would, that God would provide some opportunities for the gospel to go in. And then, you know, I guess, um, because even those organizations, there were a couple of Western organizations that were doing relief kind of work. And with this Trump administration decision, I mean, any of those people who were Americans anyway, have had to come home. Right. Uh, I know there was a group called Friends of North Korea, and they were doing some work there. So, and then just, I would just say maybe finally the just ask people just to be praying for, you know, future opportunities that God would raise up some opportunities. And so I would ask people to pray for our ministry because we, you know, obviously we do have a heart for this place and have worked in a restricted access country in the past. And so 
uh, especially early China. And so we would love to be involved if God would would choose to use us in some way for whatever. Maybe finally the prayer request would be for, because we do know there are some North Koreans who are believers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, if you're found with a Bible in North Korea, you're essentially shot on sight. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, so pray for those dear brothers and sisters that, you know, not only for their safety, mainly for them to remain, to be a witness to others, right? And then that they would be a witness to others and right. that it would grow. So I know, uh, listeners, that this is a little different episode for us, um, but, you know, you can tell we have a real heart for this place. We'd love to, sh- we'd love to spread that heart for this place and just ask you to pray uh, for this uh, this country that is so isolated and so needs Jesus. And so, Ken, as we end, any last thoughts from you? you pray. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, don't, I think just what you just said. I don't. I, it is a situation where there's not a lot we can do, but pray. Pray for the people. Pray for opportunities to share, and pray for those people. You, I'm glad you said that. That there are believers there. I mean, yeah, because that's right. you know we hadn't talked about that. There are believers there. Pray that God will use them right where they're at as a either you know they're they're bold enough to not worry about their own safety and share or they're or you know God uses them in a way where they can be kind of under the radar and sharing yeah right um, and you know in, in in both situations obviously they have to be super courageous to do that but uh you know if, if we look back on ministry over the years, over centuries, right? Uh, there's plenty of times where people have dared to stand and That's say, right. I'm going to share this because you have to know it. And they end up losing their lives. And as a result of that, that testimony in courage, being so sold out for their faith and the knowledge of who Jesus is, mm-hmm. is what triggered a revolution. That's right. You know, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd be praying for those things specifically. The people that are there have the most potential to impact other people, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, folks, we'd love to hear from you about this. Of course, Ken's on Twitter at Ken Watmore, and of course, I'm at Missions Mike on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if there's any other ideas you guys have, any other, you know, maybe you know of a ministry that's actually doing some things, and we'd love to support them and pray for them, and we'd love to hear about that. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. Be sure to go to our website at oneincatalyst.org. That's oneincatalyst.org to find out more about what we're doing to partner with us in our work. Thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to having you with us on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast. Mm-hmm.